0: You are listening to Destiny Pizza. Today is Wednesday, May 6th, 2020. Wednesday. Did I say Wednesday already? Week 331. No. I'm Drew Patel.
1: <laughs> I'm Mike Stuska.
0: And this is Destiny Pizza. I had like a brain fart immediately. I was like, May 6th, 1990.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's my birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. My literal birthday. I don't, know. I don't birthday. know what year it is. Yeah. Happy birthday to you today. Thank you. How's the birthday? Well, not we're not quite there yet, but we're close. I wonder what it's like going to be like for a quarantine.
0: Quarantine birthday, I assume. Yeah. It's going to be like that one year where I was like, I'm not having a birthday. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay inside <laughs> and do whatever I want. Which I thought was very cool at that time. And now yeah. I'm like I put so much thought or not thought, but I put like a lot of like brainstorming of like what I wanted to do for my thirtieth birthday. Yeah. And now it's all it was all a waste it's of all time thrown away. That I was yeah. worrying <laughs> of what I wanted to do for my birthday because <laughs> who would have thought a global pandemic would have emerged?
2: Yeah.
0: The question is do you get a thirty first birthday, Mike?
1: That is the question. Cause like, even though we might be like opening it up, I'm like, I still, by that time, feel like I won't be ready for anything. I cause I suppose if we get like a second wave, then it's not gonna be like, I don't know. I feel I'm getting less optimistic. I was more optimistic last time we brought this up, but
0: like three days I ago, I was more like, optimistic.
1: Yeah, we're then- Actually, I, kind of, I kind of oscillate. I kind of do oscillate. I don't think I have trajectory. I feel well, like no, on some then, days I'm like, yeah. Then other days I'm like, oh no. Where
0: I, I think, yeah, I became pessimistic when I saw the numbers where they're estimating like three thousand people a day dying, and then models are saying like a hundred thousand people dying is conservative. It's more like a hundred and thirty yeah. to a hundred and forty thousand people in the United States. So it's like it's hard to be optimistic when you see stuff like that.
1: Yeah. A lot of a lot of bad stuff up, out out there. We're like, yeah, we're not at the peak. Like, no, and then no, also, no. I saw
0: an article saying like vaccines just might not happen because like there are other things that don't get vaccines. And then I also saw oh, another yeah. thing. I mean, a,
1: corona- a coronavirus has never had a vaccine.
0: Yeah. And I saw another yeah. thing where, um, they say there's like a mutation of the coronavirus that's even more yeah contagious. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it all sounds bad.
0: Yeah. The good thing is the meat shortage doesn't really affect me unless
1: <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's a plus on your side unless all those
0: meat eaters start going towards the impossible and beyond yeah. and make it even more
1: expensive everything has like a everything has an effect on each other that eventually it'll reach it won't be good for you in some aspect of somewhere and that's probably one of them, the impossible well it's I meat. think it's
0: because the natural progression from animal meat goes to human and then but they don't want to eat other meat eaters so they're like oh let's eat the vegetarians first
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) like like Alex Jones right he's going to eat his neighbors yeah
0: I think it goes vegan vegetarian so I still have a little bit of time
1: that's
2: true where I'm like whoa they're starting
0: no I'm going to be like they're like I'm not going to eat a vegetarian like I'll eat a vegan before I eat a vegetarian and I'm like, we're all That's in this true. together, guys. I can't eat eggs. <laughs> like,
1: We're the same, you and me.
0: <laughs> I'm suffering, too. So,
1: Yeah, could get dire.
0: We'll see what happens. Who knows?
1: But I don't know. Every day changes yet stays the same, yet I don't know. Yet
0: yeah, gets worse, yet improves?
1: Yeah, it's like you hear some good things, you hear a lot of bad things, too. Yeah, so... You're like, oh, these other states are screwing up. But we're doing okay, right? And but like, then we're not, but we are kind of. But it's still too early. I don't know.
0: But like, we're going to phase two. But like, I don't know what that means because phase two has honestly already been. We are. I feel like we're already in phase two because it's.
1: Well, that's a like, weird thing. Things. Well, like especially Orange County. I'm like, things open up, and they they it's all like the they open up without anybody telling them and they look around and like nothing's happening to anybody. Like there's this restaurant that opens in San Clemente or something. Oh yeah. Like, apparently. Down, yeah. And they're just like, yeah. Until they tell us not to, I guess. And there's kind of a lot of stuff like that happening. And the only reason they, they closed
0: like, was because they ran out of food.
1: Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Didn't
0: even, they ended didn't up closing that, early read into it. that day because mm-hmm. they ran out of food. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is craziness. But it's like, yeah. Um, like the comic store the comic shop is like still open and i don't know if it's technically it might be laguna nigel it's been open or it's yeah it's been open even the one i go to in Toro is open (laughs) but it's like curbside but like phase two is bookstores and toy stores and retail stores open for curbside and i'm like yeah they already have been like Like, aren't a
1: lot of those places open like that yeah
0: yeah, like everything I know is open. Maybe I mean,
1: more so in like LA, they're not. Doing, I don't know because I was always under the impression like no one knew what an essential business was, so everyone was kind of open if they wanted to be, if yeah. it was feasible, and then they just try to protect them. Like I don't think in California anybody was stopping closing down businesses, as far as I know. I think they were doing that in other.
0: I think it depends on country. like if you're forcing your employees to show up. Where if it's like yeah. a one-person yeah. show. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're not hurting anyone,
1: yeah, it's just yourself, you just it's it's small enough as it is, and if you're doing curbside, I mean, I don't find a difference between that and like going to a grocery store. It's probably safer, yeah, it's not essential, I guess, but it's, it that it's safer. that's the
0: interesting though is, interesting thing is like um, there's like an independent grocery store, I don't as independent as a grocery store can get, like it's yeah. like an ethnic grocery store, and we called them. And I was like, "Hey, like do you guys offer curbside pickup because obviously it makes sense for like the major chains to have offer curbside pickup, right? Like yeah, because the infrastructure's already there, like for as limited as it was used before the infrastructure was there where you can place your order online and everything
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the I'm talking to the manager of this grocery store, and he's like, "Yeah, one second, and a girl picks up, and I'm like, "Hey, do you guys offer curbside pickup?" And she's like, Yeah, you just text me." what you want. Yeah. But make sure you categorize it. So like you put all the meats and all the vegetable, like you have to categorize it for her. He's like, I'll go. And then put your name and your phone number in the, at the end of the text. He's like, I'll go get everything. I'll call you when your order is ready. And you tell me where you parked. I'll put it in your trunk. You give me your credit card. And if it's under ninety dollars, I'll do a ten dollars service
1: fee. And
0: I was like, "Shout out to them, you know, like
1: they have reasonable, yeah.
0: They have to figure out like it sucks because they have to like figure out this system, yeah. Where in my head, like if you're if you're the business, if you're like a tech company that can just quickly roll out these systems, like yeah, like a curbside system
1: in in a lot of stores, yeah."
0: you'll make a bajillion. The problem is there's
1: a lot of stores that aren't feasibly. So like, that's the
0: thing. Cause like, um, so a long time ago, like, so I had a pretty good relationship with this comic book store and, Mm -hmm. um, I had a really long pull list of comics. So like when you go to a comic shop, you're like, these are all the comics I want, order them. And then every Wednesday I'll pay you for those comics. Mm -hmm. And they usually give a discount. And he kept screwing it up. So I was like, hey, like, would it help if I gave you, like, a typed list? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then I'm like, you know, there's a system online that's free, like, through Diamond that, like, will manage your pull list. And, like, I would be able to log in, edit my pull list, and he would get the changes in real time. Mm -hmm. And it would, like, also show them on his orders, like, automatically Mm -hmm. add. And he was not interested and then i oh. went to this comics shop in fullerton that had every comic book um like barcoded yeah the, the guy would literally just scan the barcode and it would reflect the price like it would pull the price up for him mm-hmm. and i was like that's so brilliant because you could just like export any current like comic ev- like valuation database and like change yeah. your pricing on the fly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I talked to the con- local comic shop guy and he was like, I'm not interested in doing that. He's like, that sounds like a lot of work.
2: <laughs>
1: Doesn't it would deal with it. Yeah. But
0: if he, if he had done that, he'd be gold right now.
1: Yeah. You'd be set up with a system that already you'd have took, you'd taken have, that to a different direction.
0: Yeah. Of. And you'd have like full inventory. You'd know exactly what's in your inventory. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a yeah, matter just, of someone...
1: Well, well that's what this thing is, is. is forcing people to adapt to different ways they would have not even tried. Yeah. Because they're like, why should I do that? I don't need to do that. I don't want to do that. It seems like too much. And then there's certain situations like now where... It's like, okay, then it die. would have good if you just... It would have good if you just implemented some of these things because if you move towards the future, I mean, this is the, the present. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like become forced upon us, but like it was moving that direction in a way anyway yeah it's just like like if you would have got out ahead of it a little
0: like we started doing google meetings six months ago Mm -hmm. i taught people how to run through google meetings because when you created an event like we switched our email provider like a year or two ago Mm -hmm. to google or maybe like 18 months ago to google and I was like, "Oh cool, when you make a meeting in your calendar, like an event, you have an mm-hmm. option to make it a meeting and then it'll automatically create a Google meeting room for you." Yeah. So I like ran through and I'm like, "Wow, like look at me. I nailed it. Now a bunch of old people know how to enter a Google meeting and create yeah. Google meetings." But then it's useless because no one is working remote, so
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like something like, oh, this would be good. We could do this if every, like, but now we don't need to do that because everyone's already here.
0: Yeah. So,
1: But, like, I was like, we've been using Slack for a while now. And, like, this whole thing is now we're like, Slack is what we go to. Yeah, or it's like, like your jam. Between the office. Yeah, yeah. So now, like, my boss is all psyched for that reason because he was trying to get everybody to use it. Only a few of us are really using it properly. But now mm-hmm. this is like forcing everybody to use it. And he's psyched about, like, constant communication with everybody
0: i tried i tried rolling out slack and people were like i yeah. don't get it how like i need to bookmark it and then they would like what would they do they would email themselves and i'm like no the whole point is like you haven't <laughs> yeah you have an inward facing communication and an outward mm-hmm. facing communication
2: yeah
0: and like and i was like, you can do, you just star it and then you'll like or you can add it to your to-do list in slack and i was like And they're just like, nope, I'm not doing it. And then, like, you just see, like, the user engagement, like, just plummet. And I was like, man, this is so frustrating working with a bunch of old people.
1: Yeah, if they could just, like, look at it. But, like, everybody who I wouldn't have think would have wanted to use it or could use it. Like, everyone's using it. It seems to be going pretty smoothly. And I'm I'm pretty surprised (laughs) it's working as well as it is, honestly.
0: Yeah. Anyways. We're not here to talk about coronavirus. We're here to talk about... No. And like how to work.
1: How does that keep happening? Why does it keep coming up? Yeah, it's
0: almost as if it's impacting my daily life. Um, (laughs) Let's Uh, talk about We Viewed Reviewed, Mike.
1: Okay. talk about some awesome stuff, some TV that I've watched. Clone Wars, it ended, season seven. Last episode came out on Star Wars Day. Oh, man, so good. So good. The last uh, four episodes, it was kind of like they did like a whole... It was like a whole, like the way Clone Wars works, they usually do these like couple episode arcs. So it's Mm -hmm. like different storylines. So this last four was like, it was like its own movie. It was a movie that.
0: I watched part of the finale just randomly just to see what it's like, just to start it off. And I was like, wow, like is this, like from watching like the first two episodes of Clone Wars to watching that is like, I'm like, man, like this is
2: crazy looking.
1: It's it's insane to go from that first movie, which like I think everyone hated, or something like that. Yeah. the movie that turned into a TV show, but like no one liked that movie, and then like the show really changed from from that first season. It kind of like grows, and you kind of have to like stick with it to watch it. But like the cool thing about this show is you can actually like pick out different episodes in like different chunks of like two or three episodes That's just it's own isolated story anyway. Yeah. So it's not it's not even like a show that, it, and then like I think there's one season. That like it's not even in order. There's like a, a there's a viewing order you can watch it, which is chronological. But the way they showed it originally is not even chronological, so it's kind yeah. of confusing.
0: That's like um. um but it's like, did you see that guy who edited together Attack of the Clones and Clone Wars? Oh no, I need to find it. I saw it on Reddit a few days ago.
1: But Attack of the Clones and Clone Wars that doesn't make sense because Revenge Attack of, the of the Sith probably Revenge of the Sith cuz that's what this four episode arc was. It was it starts as like a prequel to Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. and then it turns into like Order 66, of the right? Yeah. So there's like well, there's like an Order 66 supercut that's like Yeah, Jedi I think I that's what it is. Order Revenge it. of the Sith and uh Clone Wars. So it's yeah. all that happening all at the same time. Oh, it's so amazing. Like yeah. I like it's crazy cuz they the last four episodes like those were like probably the best episodes they did, it's those last four. And that's that's saying something because they've had some really good episodes in there. But that four episode, like you could probably, if you just know Revenge of the Sith, you can probably just watch
0: those last four those episodes. Four ep-
1: those last four episodes, and you'll you'll get the story. It's like it's the other side of like what the people in Clone Wars were doing that weren't in Revenge of the Sith, and it doesn't really. It gives you little insights into like it has some like a little bit of the background. it'll like have a scene. That happened in Revenge of the Sith, and you'll see after that scene in the movie, is it, it ties into the show and like a little bit before certain scenes too. But mostly, it's it's its own isolated story from that because it doesn't want to retread all the same story. So it's like it's basically like a Darth Maul, like what was Darth Maul and Ahsoka and like one of the clone troopers, Rex, the the main clone trooper you I mean, follow yeah. in the series, yeah. And what what were they doing? Because they weren't obviously they weren't in the movie, so it's like oh, what were they doing during this time? So it's basically their side of it. And it's just like, I'll just, there's just something about the way they did it with like the way it looks, the music. It's just incredible. And like, it's like the way they end it to the last minute, I won't spoil it fully, but like they, they jump forward in time a little bit. And it's just like, it's just like, there's a visual image that, it's like incredible. You just watch like the last minute of Clone Wars. It's, it's pretty incredible. And it's just like, Oh, uh, I, I, they just nailed, nailed it. Because they had ended the show, like, a couple times, but I think they never really ended it the way they wanted to, because they always wanted to end it where it meets up with Revenge of the Sith, because it's yeah. always that in-between time, and then what happened here, because it's, it's, the whole show is made after that movie, so they're trying trying to make a thing that, like, doesn't contradict the movie, but, like, just fills in some blanks and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Like, Dave Filoni is a genius in, like, Taking like material that he already knows and like weaving in storylines that doesn't contradict, like that seems like really hard to do. It's like it yeah. doesn't contradict what happened in the movie. You would be like, Where were they? Oh, they just made a mistake. They're retconning everything. But the, he does, it's not really retconning anything. It's kind of just saying, now nah, this, like, how does this contradict anything? It doesn't. So it's just so amazing. I, I'd really recommend those four episodes, if anything, because it's, it's just really cool. I mean, obviously, you get more if you like. Grow with a Ahsoka character because that's mainly the Ahsoka character and then seeing the clones from the perspective of like, like that was the whole series It's the clones are individual people and you get to know them whereas in like Revenge of the Sith like you you're right at the end you don't even meet the clones or like, you yeah. don't really know the clones but you see them in the cartoons and then it's like way more tragic when they turn against like everybody and it's just because they're programmed to, and it just it, 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 kill, it kills and like even probably not even having the connection you get some emotion from just the, the way they did it. it was so well done mm-hmm. that that i yeah i don't know how they did it but it was, it was incredible i really hope i they bet and they must be doing another animation project i really hope they are because they're they're really killing it with uh i mean i didn't i haven't seen resistance but rebels and clone wars are are pretty top pots and they, they they do a quality what they did because the rest of the season was pretty good those last four episodes were just uh just
0: they just insane. seemed like
1: they knew exactly what they wanted to do and just nailed it. It's
0: crazy. Uh, let's talk about Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, or like the natural. Also came out on, yeah, also came out Star Wars Day.
0: Yeah? yeah, and this is like almost like a director's roundtable. Well, I guess yeah. the first episode is all about the directors. And it's like a yeah. roundtable of all the directors from season one, which. Makes it seem like they spent a lot of time together from like yeah, the other I was, footage.
1: I was surprised; it felt a lot like 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 the I think the they did like a roundtable for like the Avengers or whatever. Yeah, where it was, and like, I know it,
0: uh, Yeah, like it's the like the like,
1: Endgame roundtable or something. But like they did, I don't think they didn't all work on the movie together or something. But it felt similar to that, where it's yeah. like a lot of collaboration for characters and stuff.
0: So it was, and that, that
1: was interesting. To that was interesting to me, like the like how collaborative it was. Mm-hmm. In in the room, because I would have assumed it'd be like, okay, they maybe they meet up once or whatever, but then each one has their own thing. But it seemed like they were all together a lot.
0: Yeah, that. it seemed like they are all together the whole time.
1: Yeah, it's like just like co-directing. What's happening? Like, yeah, it's... I guess because Dave Filoni's always there because he's also <laughs> like a sh- like he's also like a writer. Yeah, and, and John Favreau's always there, but he's not directing anything anyway, because he's a showrunner.
0: The weird thing guess, was there was a picture and it was. I think it was dave Bologna, john favreau and then george lucas and i was like i wonder how long george lucas was on set because like yeah. when they took that picture of him and like the child i assumed it was um i assumed it was just like him you know what i mean like yeah. i assumed it was just like he, he came to set and then yeah. that's it but Yeah, it's hard
1: to tell because George. It's crazy because George Lucas does pop up on all these sets. I guess most mostly when it's somebody he knows or a friend. Like uh, I think he was on Solo because of Ron Howard. Yeah, and like he was there because he knows Belloni. Basically, and picked Belloni.
0: Yeah, and that was cool Uh, to hear those stories.
1: Yeah, and the other thing about like Belloni is opposed. Like I understand JJ's like the original fan, but he just has he seems to have no respect for like the prequels at all. Yeah, it just seems like. He's just like—he's like, he's like the bad if side of
0: the fans.
1: Yeah, like I get, I I understand. He he's does like it. a typical a Star, Wars Star Wars fan. Yeah, he's like a typical Star Wars
0: fan. Where Dave Filoni is like a pure yeah. Star Wars fan.
1: Yeah, like he'll just love everything, even if—and then if he doesn't like it, in his mind he can tweak it because I feel like that's part he of can what like he's redeem it in Lord. his mind. Yeah, like he like. Anakin's pretty whiny like he totally redeemed Anakin in his animated series he was mm-hmm. able to like make him kind of a he's the same character but he's not as whiny and he's you like him a lot more if you watch the clone yeah. it's just like stuff like that where I feel like JJ was almost too disrespectful at time. I understand it's the Jar Jar thing whatever like I get people were betrayed but it's just like it's just accepted it's not for you but he seemed to rag on it a bunch so. yeah it all comes around in the, the sequels of people bash them or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I just think there's some people like that just love Star Wars, like Dave Filoni and John Favreau, that is like, you, you can, like and see those people, those directors talking, it's just like, they just, you just know they love it so much. And that's, yeah. that's really cool to see.
0: Um, I'm
1: excited for the next episode. Cause there's, what, was there eight of them? I think.
0: Yeah. See, See, that's that was, the thing I, I thought each crazy. episode was gonna be about the episode, so I thought it was gonna be like episode one, yeah, but it seems as if it's
1: like, I guess they must be themed. yeah, like uh different departments. I don't even know. I, I hope we get a music one them.
0: that would be pretty cool,
1: oh yeah, are they better that's uh they could do so many because it's just every aspect that shows is like interesting in its yeah. own right, like the visual effects alone, like the like the writing and so everything the the cast, I mean yeah everything really
0: um parks and recreation they had the
2: special yeah, the episode
1: special where they all filmed from home
2: mm-hmm.
1: as their characters you watch this too right yep yeah i thought it was really well done
0: yeah i really was surprised at how well it worked because every time i see something like this i always assume it's going to end in catastrophic failure yeah
1: Granted, I it's not it's live yeah but, it would if if it was live. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, they 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 are pretty good at like cutting through the because it could get really terrible, and I yeah. feel like it just it, it I feel like they were able to skirt that line of like, oh, that's pretty interesting.
2: Especially
0: it's fun considering to see all these
1: characters like,
2: again
0: too. yeah, that's the thing, and I feel like Parks and Recreation has gotten so big in recent times.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's more relevant now. Yeah, like if more like, people have seen it now.
0: Parks and Rec like beat The Office to the punch. If The Office could have done this,
1: yeah, you're right. And Do you an office reunion on here, like I would, yeah, be, like I would be. Shy. I think more and more people are doing this. There's, there's, well, there's different forms of it. There's like reunions. I think there was like a Goonies thing, yeah, that that cast did. It's like all these people who are always so busy. It's like,
0: oh, well, I don't know about they, the Goonies guys, but
1: well, Josh Brolin, like yeah, he's busy. Just him. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. But yeah. <laughs> maybe this could have happened some other way.
0: The fact that they're able to pull Steven Spielberg though is pretty.
1: Yeah, pretty big. That's that's pretty big. But like, yeah, like the Parks and Rec people, you're not going to get them really. No. For like, uh, they, 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 they those guys got all got something going on. Yeah. So that's that was really cool to see.
0: And now you're on your own, Mike.
1: Rick and Morty. You didn't did see not. Know Rick that. and
0: Morty. I totally forgot about it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Rick and Morty. It was, it was a cool comeback. It was very, very meta episode. It was kind of, uh, making fun of the, the, like the terrible fans. Yeah. The terrible Rick and Morty fans. It's just making fun of the lore of like how fans want our expectations for the show are like it's, it's this grand show bigger than itself and like all these weird storylines and theories people have. And it was just like ripping on that kind of thing. Where it was just like it was very meta. It almost reached the point of two meta at a certain point. But it was uh yeah, it just has I think it just likes messing with the fans and it's not like I think early on people thought Rick and Morty was kind of this thing that because they had some episodes where it seemed like, Oh, there's like an overarching plot and there's plans and stuff. And but then, now I think they just love the idea of trolling with fans. Like they I think they did that on the April Fool's Day episode too. Yeah. Where they're kinda of trolling fans were like, Oh, this is Rick's backstory or whatever. I don't think they have any intention of ever answering any questions or really doing any of that. They're just going to do some weird pieces every now and then, but I don't think the show's ever going to be about that. And like some of these fans online have these like crazy theories that like they're never going to really do anything like that. I don't think, especially if they're going, as long as they're going to go, they're just yeah. going to do ridiculous nuts stuff. That's fun, which is fine. But it's, it's, uh it's funny to see, cause that's kind of the state of television nowadays It's like, there's gotta be some, Plan and it's like, no, it's hard, and you're like, like, no,
0: sometimes it's just,
1: like yeah, a it's, chaos and nonsense. It's planned, yeah, and and uh, yeah, so it was, it was good though, it was a really good episode. I liked it, but it's uh, yeah, it's funny to see. <laughs> I liked it though, I'm glad it's back. Nice, uh, and then I've been watching Defending Jacob, which is that Apple TV plus show with uh Chris Evans, mm-hmm. which is about he's a uh, he's like this lawyer. And his son gets like arrested for this murder. Is this son in like high school? Um, and it's basically about like figuring out if he did it or not. I think, yeah, like you're basically following the crime and like he's trying to investigate it. Um, but he, he can't be his son's lawyer because he's just, it's like
2: conflict of interest.
1: Is it, yeah. So he's not his lawyer, but he's like investigating and stuff and there's like, it's just, uh, just The mystery of that, and I, I'm enjoying the show. I mean, it's not <laughs> groundbreaking or anything like that, but I like it. I like Chris Evans, so I'm it enjoying it. It seems the like show the
0: so far. like originally Apple TV Plus was like, Look at our shows, we're gonna bring you the greatest content, but like they yeah. kind of slowed down into like just making quality television, like,
1: yeah, not like trying to that's kind of what, that's what kind of feels like. There's nothing groundbreaking I've seen on Apple TV,
0: like, well, I think like yeah. Little America.
1: It's yeah pretty yeah, crazy, that was really good yeah 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 that's true,
0: but like that's little true. okay, there's like little America, I would say morning show a lot of people like, which I guess is like mm. the cast is insane, but what else it's like I think that home documentary I think is like the sleeper hit of yeah apple t v amazing stories I haven't heard much about, um
1: they seem to have a lot have a lot more i guess i guess you would call it niche.
0: The Jim Sturgis N- show and this one seem like the two. Yeah,
1: I think there's a lot of like niche that like people who like that stuff like it. Yeah, like see, but it's not it's not going to catch everybody. Like sometimes a Netflix show does. Yeah, at least yet. Um, yeah, there's a ha- they haven't
0: it, had like a Stranger
2: Things yet.
1: Yeah, but I do think like they have a lot of quality shows that it's like oh this is just like a show. Like there's mm. a lot of shows on like cable that people watch that are just like shows,
0: like NCIS and
1: like yeah or like Still. whatever.
0: Who would have thought? Yeah. All these years it's later, still going. 14 yeah. years so later, it's, it I would, like I would suffer are yeah. just as much to find an NCIS fan as I did 14 yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah. So I, I would liken it to that, but also I think it's higher quality than that. They get better actors and they get. And um, less excuse
0: episodes. me. Wilder Valderama <laughs> is on NCIS now.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have uh, put him high up there with for Evans, but uh, you know. Yeah. To each his own. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the show so far, and uh, I'm I confused by Apple TV Plus. Like, are cause aren't they? They're supposed to be like family friendly, kind of. It's but, like, like family
0: friendly, but not like I think there's but like, I a also hard feel line. Like some shows
1: they, I feel like some shows they are like cursing stuff.
0: Yeah, but I think and there's like, this, like I, I thought oh,
1: they weren't doing that. Yeah.
0: I think it's just like no nudity.
1: Oh, okay.
2: It's but own. it's like weird
0: because like in the morning show like, Steve Carell, like, they mention Steve Carell, because he gets, like, Me Too'd pretty much, and then, like, Mm -hmm. they talk about how Jennifer Aniston and him have slept together. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, this is weird. Like, I don't know. I thought this was, like, like you said, I thought it was, like, supposed to be like the family.
1: Yeah, because that's what I remember them saying, is they were getting into conflict with some of their creators. I think it's just no nudity. Maybe. I think
0: they draw the line at nudity. Which makes C oh. a lot less believable. Yeah. Because, like, in C, if they're all blind, why are they wearing clothes?
1: <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, guys. Yeah. There's logic's out the door.
0: <laughs> that's why. That's how nudist colonies got existed. It's just one of blind people originally.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't quite get the, the apples, I don't know what they're going. I don't know what they're I don't
2: they're think they do either.
1: Have, probably not. They're just figuring, finding... <laughs> Figuring their way through. Yeah. Just making a bunch of stuff and saying, uh, yeah, that's Oh,
0: fine. that, was it the sp- moon? The moon shot? Something like
2: that. I heard that show good, oh, too.
1: Is it, that's the one where the Russians get there first? Yeah. Oh, for all mankind. So. Yeah. I watched the first episode. But I couldn't. I mean, I might go back to it at some point.
0: I mean, you got a bunch of time. We don't know how long this whole thing's going to last.
1: Yeah, yeah. I might go back to it, but, uh, yeah, I haven't yet. I watched it, like, when it first came out. Like, yeah. to, never kept going
0: on Netflix today Working mom season 4 come back tomorrow for America's Sweetheart this week in movies, nope trailer talk maybe <laughs> goodbye goodbye <laughs>